Hi everyone, my name is Ugo Amadi and you're welcome to yet another episode of Ugo's Take. Today is the 18th episode of the podcast and I'm really happy moving closely, steadily and surely to the 20th episode, which will be a really big milestone um, for me. So I want to thank everyone who has listened either by going onto my Facebook page or going onto my Instagram page or or Twitter, or even going on to Spotify and listening offline. So, I want to say a big, big thank you to everyone who has um, been doing that because it's really encouraging. And for those of you who go on as far as to share it on your own platforms, I think that's really great. You are the MVPs. So, kudos to you guys. I really thank you. And I promise to continue to bring good content, good discussions, more engaging um, content, even on this podcast. So keep listening. This is the 18th episode and hopefully we'll all be in it together when I get to a hundred episodes or even a thousand episodes. So what are we um, going to look into today? What am I going to give my take on really? So First off, we're going to look at DC Fandom, the fallout from DC Fandom. And now DC Fandom uh, is essentially DC Comic or DC Entertainment, um, sort of virtual Comic Con, because usually in the summer periods, in and around July, August, you have um, the Comic Con, uh, especially the San Diego Comic Con. So. Uh, for listeners who are in the US, I'm, I'm sure you'll be pretty aware of the San Diego Comic Con, as well as um, listeners who may be from the UK as well, uh, some parts of Africa as well. I think uh, you also be aware of the uh, Comic Con. So, but with the advent of uh, the unfortunate event of the coronavirus, which has restricted movement and general human interaction. Um, DC Comics had come up with this DC Fandom, which um, essentially is a virtual Comic Con, a virtual comic conference where it it um, showed various things that are coming up from the DC Comics table. Um, for instance, like trailers, movie news, movie updates, things that are coming up from. DC, DC Entertainment from Time Warner, AT&T, um, DC um, um, Group. So, as a DC fan, it was really exciting for me because I got to see some new things that uh, will be coming up in 2021 and if <laughs> things uh, work out the way the guys at um, DC Comics have planned them out, then I'm sure DC fans and comic Book movie fans would really be in for a good time for as well time so 2021 promises to be exciting but i really really hope and pray that we're uh, we're able as a as a race and as a people able to um, overcome the challenges of covid19 because that's more important than any movie more important than any music than any sort of content that people may try to create whether you're as small as i am or you're as big as um dc movies or dc comics or even uh, marvel studios so let's just dive straight in to uh the fallout 
from from the uh, sh- from the from the uh, show from DC Fandom. So now uh, we have got a look at the trailer, Man of Tomorrow. The trailer had already made the rounds, and it's uh, been all over various platforms. It's been on YouTube. Um, it's been on the uh, Superman Instagram page. It's also been on the DC official Instagram page. So it was more like have a look at this one more time, you know, instead of rather than a new showing, so to speak. So for me, I'm ready to look at the trailer six, seven more times, you know, I don't mind. Um, and then, so for those of us who may not know what Man of Tomorrow is, you might say, Ugo, what do you mean Man of Tomorrow? What sort of movie is that? What is it? So Man of Tomorrow essentially is a retelling of the Superman origin story. And I think it's um, available on digital download. So those of you that have your Xboxes, your PlayStation 4s, and maybe PlayStation 5s, you should be able to go onto the PlayStation Store and your Xbox uh, App Store as well, and download um, Man of Tomorrow. So you have Martian Manhunter, you've got um, Superman, you've got Lobo, and you've got a reimagining of the Parasite. So, uh, the look at Parasite was really, it was a fresh look at um, the character. So, his uh, Parasite is, is, before he becomes the Parasite, he uh, was an ex-marine, or he's an ex-marine, and who was working as a janitor, and then goes on to um, undergo some experimentation, then he becomes the parasite. So I think he, from what I've seen so far from the trailer, I may be wrong, but from what I've seen so far from the trailer, he is the main villain of of the movie Man From Tomorrow. So in short, to cut it all short, so yes, I've rambled on so much. The Man Of Tomorrow is a retelling of the Superman story, it's an animated movie series, and not a series yet, but the animated movie. So you can go on and download it. Um, I think it's also available on Blu-ray. I think, um, so you can check up your shops. You could, uh, depending on the um, COVID protocols at your locations, you could either go into the shop yourself and get it, or you could order it um, online and get it delivered to your house, or you could um, get it via digital download straight onto your um, gaming consoles and other platforms where you can download um, digital stuff. So that was great. Then we got to see, yeah, we got to see Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman trailer. I think an extended version, uh, extended trailer for the Wonder Woman sequel. Would I call it a sequel? Um, it's kind of a sequel because it's the second one uh, is the one that um, succeeds the first Wonder Woman movie. Um, it's called Wonder Woman 84. So we've got to see an, yet an extended trailer. And this trailer um, gave us a, the first look at Christian Week as Cheetah. You know, Cheetah is a quintessential... Um, 
nemesis or villain in the Wonder Woman story. So we get to see Christian Wig as Cheetah. Even for about a couple of seconds, maybe three, four seconds, but that's fine since it's a since it's a trailer. So you don't expect to have to see her to see her for long. But I really enjoyed the trailer, just like I enjoyed the Man of Tomorrow trailer as well. So um, Christian Wig, what do I think? Um, comedian playing a real serious type character. Well, I think she could knock it out of the park. I think she's a good. She could knock it out of the park, and she looked the part. You know, in the brief moments I saw her in the trailer, I think she would actually knock it out of the park. So, um, now first impressions respect to the look of Cheetah. Yeah, the character Cheetah looks good, looks great. You know, but you know, sometimes when you're having a, when you have a character that's maybe a combination of practical effects and CGI effects or special effects, um, kind of appears a bit wonky. Some people opt for straight up practical effects, and then some people want to go straight up CGI. But I think the character looks great, and I'm hoping, fingers crossed that Christian Wiig knocks it out of the pack. So, that's more news, you know, that's more great news from DC. You know, that's more great news from DC. So, looking forward to seeing Wonder Woman 84 on the big screen. I think I'll be getting my tickets once they're available and I'll be front, I'll be the first person to get into the cinema. Uh, to see the movie because I think it's going to be awesome and Gal Gadot awesome you know it's funny um, just a, a quick um, talk about Gal Gadot you know when Gal Gadot was cast as Diana Prince Wonder Woman many people didn't give her a chance they said oh her English wasn't that good and um, some other people said um, she wasn't as full figured as the prototypical Wonder Woman is you know, a lot of people said uh, she wasn't that good of an actress. That despite the fact that she was in the Fast and Furious franchise, uh, that the Fast and Furious franchise was just essentially uh, a big blockbuster movie that didn't really entail a lot of acting and all. But she's crushed it. She's proved her doubters wrong, and I'm so happy. She's proved her doubters wrong because it goes to say. Come on now, don't just judge a book by its cover. Or that's not even the right the right way to say it. That's not even the right way to say it. It's not even the right phrase for uh, this um, a, a moment. Don't judge a book before you read it. I think that serves that serves that serves the purpose right. That suits the situation right to a T, you know, don't judge someone based on the fact that, um, you haven't seen the person in a particular role, or, or in a similar type of role, and then you say, oh, this person is not good, I don't think she's going to be great, and then you just, um, hang the person on that cross, so, she crushed it, just as she crushed it, 
I'm expecting Christian Wig to crush the the role as the role of um, Cheetah. So looking forward to her showing as Cheetah. Now, one other thing to come off uh, from the DC fandom um, virtual conference, uh, comic co- uh, conference was the extended trailer for Matt Reeves, the Batman. So we got to see um, Robert Pattinson as Batman instead of Bruce Wayne. So um, I know I've said don't judge a book until you've read it, you know, and don't just say an actor uh, wouldn't be good for a role until you see the actor actually uh, um, play the role and then you can judge to say, oh, this character, this actor or this actress wasn't good in the role. So um, then you can make your judgment call, really. So I've had my doubts. I've had my doubts about Robert Pattinson as Batman. Um, for me, he doesn't quite look the part. But taking my own advice, I'm going to be patient when the movie's out, hopefully next year. I'll buy the tickets and I'll go see the movie. You know, so um, imp- initial impressions from the extended trailer, yeah, is good as Batman trailers always are, except someone just absolutely craps the bed. But the Batman uh, uh, trailer, wonderful. I think Robert Pattinson, he would do the action right, I think, from what I've seen so far. And um, I think the movie is going to be based on the Batman comic Long Halloween. So, fingers crossed to see what Matt Reeves would do with his own rendition of um, the Batman The Long Halloween. So let's see how it goes. But the trailer, excited, it grabs you from the first second to the last. And Robert Pattinson, he looks like he's got the action part locked down. Although it was just a couple of seconds. It wasn't that long of a trailer. I don't think the trailer was up to maybe three minutes stops or four minutes at the most um so we still have to have a look we still have to wait i think for a longer trailer that shows him do more action stuff do more batman action stuff and also wait for the movie to see what he does in the in a full length uh movies so robert pattinson I know you're listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He listens every day to this podcast. So be like Robert Pattinson. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just joking, anyways. I'm joking, anyways. So, but if you're listening, you have my backing. Hopefully, you crush it. You crush it as Batman. Now, still on the Batman vibe. Yeah, the Batman vibe. There's stories that. Um, in the Flash movie, we're going to have Ben Affleck, yes, Batfleck, reprising his role as Batman 
probably um, in a, a cameo appearance in the uh, a Flash movie. So, is it exciting news? Yes, I would say it's an ex- exciting news because I, I really like um, the Ben Affleck Batman. You know, so let's see what he does. So hopefully he reprises his role in the uh, Flash movie and let's see what he does. Let's see what he does. But this brings up the question, how many Batman are we having or do we have in the Batman, in the DC universe, sorry. How many Batman do we have? Because we have Robert Pattinson playing the Batman and probably he'll get a trilogy on the, Matt, uh, the directorship of Matt Reeves. And we're now having Ben Affleck's Batman also playing Bruce Wayne that's uh, who making cameo appearances and listen, a, cam- a cameo appearance in the uh, uh, Flash movie and also he's also appearing in the HBO Max HBO Max uh, um, Justice League Schneider cut so and then you actually saw the question what happens if he really performs well in um, the Flash movie what if everyone is clamoring at the end of the Flash movie saying, wow, Ben Affleck crushes as Batman. I really enjoy uh, um, Ben Affleck as Batman, you know, in the Flash movie. So we'd love to see him again. What if the movie crushes, you know, in the box office, maybe $1.2 billion? What happens? And you have this clamor for Ben Affleck as Batman. What happens to Ben Affleck as Batman? What happens to Robert Pattinson? as Batman as well what happens and knock on wood not saying this happens but what happens if uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman isn't that great and um, Ben Affleck's Batman knocks it out of the park what happens do we have a situation where we're saying um, you scrub off everything about Robert Pattinson's Batman and then you continue the run with um Ben Affleck's Batman, Batfleck. So what do we do if that happens? But what I'm really praying and hoping for is that we have two great Batman. And at the end of the day, whatever DC decides to do, they do. And then we continue to enjoy our Batman movies. Now, I know I just hinted something about the HBO Max see the HBO Max and Justice League Snyder cut. I think um, I think the plan is to break down the Zack Snyder's uh, version of the Justice League into six parts. Now, I know everyone everyone who's interested in comic books, uh, at least comic book movies, should and probably would know um, what I mean when I say the Snyder cut. Now, just in case um, you were in Mars for uh, uh, your vacation, a two, three year, four years long vacation. Now, Zack Snyder was the original director for the Justice League. He directed Man of Steel and then 
he was working on the script to direct um, uh, Justice League United 7 and then he had there was a tragedy in his family so he had to leave he had to step back and then Justice League not Justice League DC Taiwana had to decided to get Josh Whedon who was um, who directed the Avengers, at least well, the director Avengers, the first Avengers movie. So, and then they got him to um, do some mopping up and refining of the uh, 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 Justice League movie, and then we got what we got, you know. And then there was clamoring to say, "Oh, there's a Zack Snyder's cut. There's a Snyder's cut that's much better. That sh- that really improves the enjoyment of the movie, because." Certain parts they were chopped off, so allegedly or supposedly chopped off by Josh Whedon were included in the Snyder cut, and everything makes a lot of makes more sense. You know, so there was a clamor for the Snyder cut. Even some of the actors like um, Ben Affleck and uh, who played Batman, obviously, and Henry Cavill. Who plays um, Superman on the social media platforms? Release Snyder Cut, release Snyder Cut, and the fans jumped on the bandwagon. Then DC, uh, Time Warner, now AT and T, all lumped into one <laughs> behemoth. You know, I digress. Decided to bring the uh, Snyder Cut to life, so we'll be having the Snyder Cut uh, uh, um, Justice League. Out. So, back to the to the main topic of why we're talking about the Schneider Cut. So, the Schneider Cut Justice League would be released on HBO Max next year as well, and but um, Ben Affleck will be reprising his role as Batman, obviously, because <laughs> I think he, he was part of the movie All True. For he was part of the movie. Uh, I'm the first Justice League and so it will be odd if suddenly there's a, a different face suddenly if you see Robert Pattinson in that movie along the other alongside the other uh, characters now the HBO the the HBO Max Justice League uh, Snyder Cut movie that's a mouthful um, that will be coming up next year also had a trailer DC fandom, yeah, also trailer on this fandom, and I tell you, whether you go on IG or you go on YouTube or wherever you go on to, endeavor to watch this, endeavor to see this, because it worth your appetite. We got a look at Darkseid, you know, before he actually became Darkseid with the Omega symbol on his chest. Awesome. Go on, follow DC, DC movies, DC comics on Instagram, on Twitter. I'm sure you won't regret. You will regret it, and then you get to see all this exciting stuff. And then, lastly, before I finish up with this segment, um, now there's some concept art for uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's black adam 
you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's uh, Black Adam. So he will be um, starring in the movie Black Adam, you know, um, who's usually in the comics the main antagonist of um, the Shazam um, character. Now, but it seems like what DC would be going for would be sorry would be making him a or rather an anti-hero you know sort of making him anti-hero so there's some good sides to him and there's some bad sides to him now there's something that's interesting that um the rock posted on his ig page i think when he posted the the picture the image of um the picture and image of him uh, um, as Shazam, I think it's an artwork, as uh, an artwork of him as Shazam. He said something to this effect. I might be paraphrasing at this point. He said uh, is it the phase of power or the structure of powers, essentially saying the shift, the power structure in the DC universe is changing or has changed or will change. Now, what I want to say is. The, what I hope DC doesn't do is to make Black Adam the most powerful character in the DC universe. I don't want to see that, and I'm sure DC fans out there don't want to see that as well. You know, because we you know The Rock is a popular actor, one of the highest ending actors. I think this. He's at this point the highest earning um, actor, you know, in Hollywood at this at this moment in time, and that's completely fine. And he can virtually sell movies just by himself, you know, just by posting on Instagram page. He can sell movies just by himself. But let's stay true to the source material. Let's stay true to the comics. We're not saying be beholden to everything in the comics. But let's stay true to certain things in the comics. Superman is the most powerful hero in the entire DC universe. And let's have it that way. So let's not say, oh, this character. I'm not saying that's what he's intending. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. I don't want to wake up tomorrow to say, oh, something happens to the DC universe. The Flash has run around the world again and something has changed. And then Black Adam is the most powerful character in this universe and Superman isn't. Let's not do that. No. 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 And no. Guys of DC, I hope you're listening. Nada Reno. <laughs> Funny, what does that mean? I don't know. I guess it just means no. You know, but uh, one thing that would be nice to see would be Black Adam going up against Shazam in a live action movie that would be awesome that would be absolutely awesome so now I want to say just hold on a moment to the end of this segment and the next segment will be sports update and review so thank you for listening keep on listening and still be on the podcast if you're listening on spotify the podcast doesn't end here obviously 
in a moment we'll get on to the next segment hi everyone welcome to the second segment of this um episode of today's episode the 18th episode of Ugo's Take. Thank you all for listening. So, this segment we'll be looking at sports update and review. So, we'll be looking at some transfer rumors and stories making the news in the last week and just say something briefly about the uh, um, just concluded, not just concluded, but the recently. Um, Completed, should I say, Champions League final um, that saw Bayern Munich German Giants defeat PSG, you know, um, um, by a long goal. So, and then we'll talk about, like I said earlier, we'll talk about some transfer news as well. So let's dive straight in. And forgive me, most of the news or transfer news would. Uh, be monopolized by Chelsea Football Club. What can I say? I know people are going to say, Hugo, you're a Chelsea fan. That's why you keep talking about Chelsea. You keep talking about Chelsea. Forgive me, but that's what's happening right now. Chelsea is dominating the transfer news once again, just like (laughs) 2004 and 2005 um, Premier League season when Abramovich started throwing his weight around as the owner of Chelsea Football Club so let's dive straight into this first off we all know this is stale news more than stale news overly stale news this could be like a nine month old stale porridge mm-hmm. news you know um, Timo Werner signed for Chelsea old news um, Hakim Zayek, the the Moroccan international uh, midfielder, signed for Chelsea. Even all the news. Then there's been the news making the rounds about um, the German international Kai Havertz, uh, the midfielder. I think, but he can double up as a false nine or as an actual out and out striker, and even as a wide player. Sometimes, depending on how the coach intends to. Use the player. Now the news uh, making the rounds from outlets like Sky Sports and um, ESPN FC. We're listening to uh, Julian Lauren, who's a French journalist, and Jan Piotrov, I think that's his name, the Norwegian international that does uh, some media work at the moment, and he used to play uh, with the German Bundesliga as well. So there's a reputable sources if I should say so and indeed I say so but the news is that um, Hakim Zayek has or rather Bayern Leverkusen has agreed a deal with Chelsea unofficially for the transfer of Hakim Zayek of Kai Havertz to uh, Chelsea Chelsea Football Club so um, the deal they say is what 90 million pounds uh, but um Chelsea would pay up front 72 million pounds and then the balance are based uh, a performance some performance based uh, um, clauses 
other add-ons, just um, performances in the Champions League uh, within five years of um, Harvest joining the club, Chelsea uh, finishing in the winning league title, the domestic league title in England as the Premier League, and other types of um, add-ons. So it's actually closer to the 100 million euros valuation of the German club by Leverkusen so that's great news to hear and then <laughs> of course personal terms have um, been agreed or reportedly agreed between Chelsea and Kai Havertz, uh, Kai Havertz and his representatives now usually what happens in transfers like this I digress a bit but trying to make a point usually what happens when a player uh, is about to move to another club usually the agents have been in touch with the buying club and most times most times except when the selling club just wants to toss the player out you know maybe if you're having a Real Madrid guard bail type situation and you just want him gone maybe and, and the player's earning a lot of money and doesn't want to move except he, he there's a guarantee of him earning the same or a similar type of weekly wage where he goes and wants to just sit put where it's just like Garibel who says I ain't leaving I can sit here all day play golf all day and make was it 60 million euros is it 60 million euros a year just sitting on my backside that's crazy really but in situations where the player is open to moving you know to the buying club usually his reps which could be his lawyers or in combination with his agents or just his agents um, have already in principle agreed personal terms with the buying club so that usually is taken for granted so um, it's no surprise to me that um, it's been reported that Kai Havertz has already agreed personal terms with Chelsea because usually that's how it happens anyway, unofficially. Um, you have the personal terms agreed and then when when the club, when both clubs agree on the fee, then things just seem to move rather smoothly and quickly. So that's it. So Kai Havertz will be joining his German compatriots at Chelsea if things go as the the news and newsmakers have reported it to be. So he'll be joining the likes of Rudiger, who's, who's been there for some time now. We'll be joining um, Timo Werner, who just joined from RB Leipzig. And wow, Kai Havertz will be brilliant. Take it from me. Check him out. He'll be brilliant. And another transfer news, like I said, forgive me. Is going to be dominated by Chelsea because, like, they are doing the most in this transfer window. Chelsea is doing the absolute, the absolute most in this transfer window. You know, the, it's like um, deja vu or reminiscent rather of the 2004-2005 season, as I mentioned earlier on. So, and this time, it's like Roman Abramovich really wants Chelsea to compete. You know to actually compete against the likes of uh liverpool who's just won the league title against the likes of man city who are going to who won the last the the 
previous league title and are looking to come on strong you know against Liverpool and Roman doesn't want from what I'm from, from what I'm seeing from the trends I'm seeing Roman Abramovich doesn't want Chelsea to be battling for top four now if Chelsea Football Club is going to battle for anything from the way Roman is spending or at least pushing the club to spend wants Chelsea to be battling for second spot of how to you know how to win the league or winning the league on points or winning the league on goal difference or do we lose out on goal difference or do we lose out on a few points not battling for fourth spot not clutching on to fourth spot but indeed fight and battle compete to win the league you know and now to even um, improve the arsenal <laughs> rather <laughs> say the arsenal arsenal weaponry not that football club but to improve the playing quality at chelsea um chelsea look it seems chelsea have agreed at least that's what the newsmakers are saying that chelsea has agreed a deal with leicester city a 50 million pound deal for the transfer of english international left back ben chiwell uh, for his move from the leicester club to chelsea football club so that's great news for chelsea because on the strong side or on the positive side he's an attacking he's, he's a very attacking player uh, he's pacey um, he's good defensively he has that energy to bump up and down the flank but the question is though, would he leave gaps in behind you know because he keep bumping because Ashley Cole was just different you know Ashley Cole could do it all he could force the attack from the uh, left side of the defense he could also defend very well even Cristiano Ronaldo yeah you know Cristiano Ronaldo arguably the best player in the world always had difficult time playing against Ashley Cole so Ben Chilwell while he's good going forward he has a great engine on him defensively you know that's a different topic for a different day you know but there's sort of a twist to the story though most indicators point to the fact that or point to Ben Chilwell moving to Chelsea but there's the the, the question of his fitness you know Paul have been talking about his uh, his heel he had a heel injury and he missed uh some I think last four games of the season or about and so what's going to happen is he fully fit to make the move so maybe people have said that's what may have delayed um the transfer from uh, leicester city to chelsea but um then again other reports are coming up to say that his injury has was just exaggerated and hopefully he would in the next 48 hours undertake and pass a medical test and if that's done then the deal will be made official and probably announced on the Chelsea website who knows fingers crossed for Chelsea fans and it's going to be earning a whooping 190,000 pounds 
weekly. Wow, that's almost 200,000 pounds. So, on all, I think that's a good move for Chelsea. And at least it shows that Frank Lampard and his staff are actually actually know what's happening and actually have the side set on the right parts of the team that needs tweaking, replace uh, playing personnel that needs replacements and strengthening. So Ben Chilwell, I think, is a better left back than Emerson. And I don't think he's that much better than Alonso, but one thing he has that Alonso would never have is pace. You know, Alonso, I think he has fantastic ball control, good technique in crossing, a great eye for goal, but he doesn't have the pace. So any winger with any sort of pace can go by Alonso at any time, at any time. So all in all, I think Benchua will be a good buy, a good signing for Chelsea. Now still on the Chelsea bandwagon. Yes, I said it, the Chelsea bandwagon. Thiago Silva, you know, the Brazilian international. Yeah. And former captain of um, PSG, or at least he's still the captain of PSG until his contract officially expires. Or, t- or is officially, uh, yeah, officially expires because uh, um, it's rumored to be um, running out. So, and there's rumors that Chelsea has agreed a deal in principle with Thiago Silva and he'll be moving on the free transfer from PSG to Chelsea and it's from what um, Julian Laurent said um, it was to, not Laurent, Julian Laurent I think that's the right way to pronounce it because it's French um, it's to the fact that uh, uh, it could either be a two-year, straight two-year uh, um, transfer uh, um, deal or contract you know, between Chelsea and Thiago Silva or a one-year guaranteed and then based on how he performs in, um, in that first year, Chelsea would have the option to renew um, his contract or rather extend his contract for another season so he's 36 so i think that's a good deal for both parties you know but i think maybe sometimes when you're 36 as a a professional football player you want some guarantees and maybe you want um two years guaranteed and i think if chelsea are going on to sign a player like tiago silva and you're signing him because you want to gain from his experience you want his experience to wash over on other players, on the younger players you have, like your Fikayo Tomoris, your um, Christensen, and maybe your Magehi, and your Simiu, uh, 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 and and those the rest, and the, and the young defenders and young players in and around him, and as well he's uh, older than Rudiger. I know Rudiger looks like a giant. He's a giant, actually. You know, he's older than Rudiger as well. So his experience could wash on the young defenders at Chelsea. So I think maybe it's just best give him the two years and let him come in. Finally, finally, forgive me now. Finally, on the Chelsea bandwagon, on the Chelsea transfer bandwagon, 
there's rumor that um, Malanga Saar, um, former France under 21 um, defender, uh, who's had his contract has expired with OGC Nice in the French League 1, um, has agreed a deal in principle with Chelsea. And that's an interesting one because he's still relatively young, you know, mobile athletic uh, um, defender. But we have a lot of, at Chelsea, there are lots of mobile and athletic defenders, you know. But we, Chelsea needs someone that can actually defend, due respect to all the defenders that are there at this point. So, but that's, that's something interesting because, why is this interesting, is... He's a young player. He's a young player. And if you get him on the free, that means you're not paying huge transfer fees. Because for players of his profile, young, um, between 20 and 25, usually we go for at least 40 million pounds. You know, but it gives you some leeway if you're able to get a player of the caliber on the free and then you see how he plays and then you can walk from there rather than getting yourself in a bind for a defender that you've paid 80 million pounds for and he isn't really doing the business you know because there's only one defender right now to my mind as a guarantee i know people talk about the breeze last year put up a screen here but for me the one defender that's a guarantee right now is Kalido Koulibaly, Senegalese international that plays for Napoli. I think he's the only defender you get right now that's available on the market. Market that's a guarantee. You know that you you know okay yeah <laughs> he's got this. You know he's got this. So let's see how it pans out. Um, if Chelsea able to get Malanga Saar, let's see if he's able to deliver. And if all things being equal and um, David uh, and Thiago Silva rather <laughs> that's a different player if Thiago Silva indeed joined Chelsea Football Club that would be a great signing and could be an inspiration for the young defenders in and around Chelsea Football Club now we have three more news three more transfer news items to deal with before we call it a day on today's episode of Google's Take. So, thank everyone who's listening, who listens, who shares. You know, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at StakeUgo. That is S-T-A-K-E-U-G-O S-T-A-K-E-U-G-O at StakeUgo or you could also follow me on Instagram. It's Ugo's Take. That's U-G-O-S underscore T-A-K-E and to participate in the show, maybe sending a question in or um, sending a comment or in any way you would like to participate in the uh, uh, in the show or on the show, send me an email to, to ugostake at coolsite.net ugostake at coolsite.net that's U-G-O-S hyphen in the middle, just like Malcolm in the middle T-A-K-E at coolsite.net that is C-O-O-L-S-I-T-E dot N-E-T coolsite.net 
whatever questions you have you could also join the whatsapp group join the whatsapp forum and participate ask your questions and be part of the discussion so now back to the back to the show should i say there's rumors that kolasinak the kolasinak or kolasinak the um arsenal fullback will be heading to Schalke or is Schalke or Schalke 04 and the German Bundesliga are interested in the Serbian so what happens Schalke are interested they want to get a player and it seems Mikel Zeta is ready to ship him out but there's a little snag Schalke not to interest and may not be able to meet his wages you know the wages of players in the premier league are really, really on the high side so if you're not a top top club in europe even if you play even if uh, uh, you play in the top four leagues or the top five leagues you may not be able to meet meet their, their, their wage demands and one thing i've discovered is that players even if they earn a lot of money a lot of money never want to take a pay cut never so they may be earning 10 million pounds they never want to take a pay cut and earn seven million pounds you know then they never want to take a pay cut so never want to take a pay cut so that that's how how that that works so the problem is Schalke for may not be able to pay his wages but if i i was in his shoes what i would say or what i would do would take a pay cut and go play football because you're still earning a lot of money where you're going to but whether he does that is yet to be seen and quite frankly i think if Shaka unable to meet his weight demands he'll be leaving so um arsenal fans what do you think you think he should leave or he should stay so that's my opinion on that now the nigerian player is a nigerian player but he also is eligible to play for the england national side he's eligible to play for the um three lions in british Eze. he's been phenomenal for qpr you know and the um lower divisions in the championship yeah you know he's been really instrumental to everything good that's come to the club in terms of on the pitch on the field performances and the rumors that several clubs in the premier league are interested in getting him to play for their sides now um leading the park we have crystal palace as i said the, the teams the clubs as yet to agree on the price but crystal palace are really interested in signing the player and this was reported by sky sports uh, sky sports news so uh i think it's a good player and could make a difference in the crystal palace side but the problem i have is roy hodgson roy hodgson because roy hodgson is one of the coaches and very defensive minded i have no problem with being defensive minded but i don't think his style of play would give Aze the upper the leeway to to 
express his flair on the ball to show his finesse on the ball to show his skill on the ball because I think who like a coach like Roy Hodgson prefer a workman like midfield you know a midfield that would walk you know battle on the field but then again you might say Zaha but Zaha is a winger and Ebere is more of a number 10 to my mind so let's see how that goes and Ebere if you're listening to this you know you have to play for Nigeria right I'm sure you do and finally on the sports front Morgan Gibbs Morgan Gibbs White has agreed an, a contract extension with Premiership side Wolverhampton. You know, he's agreed a contract extension to extend his contract for three years, and I think that would see him be at a club um, up till the 2023 summer. You know, so that's good on him and good for Wolves I think he's a player that Nuno Espirito uh, likes very much he's someone who's a favorite of the coach and I think he's one of the young players that has been bright spark in the Wolves team and let's see how he grows and let's hope he continues to grow and improve now with that I would like to say thank you everyone gracias everyone grazie everyone everyone for those of you who understand Calabari and Kanka for those of you that understand Igbo for all you who listen whether it's when I post it on when it's posted on WhatsApp or when it's posted on the Facebook page or on Instagram or when you go on Spotify and listen to it and you download it and you listen to it or you go on um, the Apple Store podcast platform and listen to it thank you so much for everyone who supports this show any way possible thank you all for listening if you want to sponsor segments you can send me an email i've already given the email if you want to participate go on you send an email and i'll get back to you and let you know how you can participate on the show so thank you all my listeners for all those who listen live if they can and those who actually take the time to go listen to it after it's been aired so thank you so much and this is Ugo Amadi signing out on to this episode the 18th episode of Ugo State saying have a wonderful day and enjoy yourself